Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Well... It is Sunday morning. That means it's time for Hardline. Well, it's Sunday morning and it's after 10 o'clock. That <laughs> means it's time for Hardline with me, Joe Beamer, and her, Brenda Alacy. Brenda, good morning. Good morning, Joe. Welcome to everybody who's tuned in and uh, should be a good couple of hours. We've got some juicy topics on the table, as always, on our uh, Sunday brunch of uh, Hardline Buffet. We sure do. And, you know, it's a Bills bye week, so some people might be hitting that snooze button. That's something to get. Uh, up too early for, but hey, if you're awake, you got nothing to look forward to this afternoon except for the Redskins Dolphins. Uh, you know, hey, turn the Carolina Tampa Bay game, turn the audio down, and uh, tune us in and get those calls in because yeah. we have a we have a pretty good topic today, I think. You know, Joe, I was thinking what a beautiful day it would have been had there been a Bills home game. This is perfect football weather. Crisp air, sun is out. You know, the leaves are changing, so let's hope when the Bills are back next Sunday facing the Dolphins that uh, the weather is very similar to today. Yeah. Um, you know, here's the thing, Brenda. I you, I love when the Dolphin games are later in the year. Now, again, this year, you could play the Dolphins in the best weather. It's not going to affect the outcome. Hopefully. Watch me eat my words next week. Uh, but I used to love when the Dolphins would have to come into Buffalo in the middle of December, snow game. You know, here you got the Miami Dolphins, who are used to playing in 80-degree weather, bundled up. I used to I like playing... Miami in December, and Atlanta. The Atlanta Falcons this season only play three games outside. Oh, really? Wow. All eight at home, and then five of their road games are at a place that have a retractable roof. I feel pretty good about that, only because Matt Ryan is my fantasy quarterback. So... And he's he's playing well for me this year. That's good. No complaints about Matt Ryan. If his line was a little better, your points, he might be even... Even, Yeah, yeah. even stronger, for sure. Hey, by the way, it's local restaurant week, and it wraps up today. And uh, you folks may know I write a blog on WBEN called Brenda's Bites. Been a foodie. I live to eat. Just curious if you want to text in uh, where you've gone to eat this week, if you've participated in local restaurant week, 30930. I'd be curious to know. Um, We went to Steak Stone and Sushi uh, earlier in the week. It was very good. He had some salmon there. Hubby had some shrimp. Good deal for 3019. You can do 2019, 3019, or 4019, depending upon the restaurant. The hook, of course, is 2019 coincides with the year. And uh, we also went to uh, Cantina Loco the other night, which was good as well. So, so many places. The restaurant scene, in my opinion, has never been better. So, I'd love to know if you've been out and about during local restaurant week, if you want to text in where you were and uh, how it was. Uh, We're always open to talking about food as well, Joe. And before we get to politics, one more football note. You know, uh, Sandy always asks what game Jim Nance and Tony Romo are going to do. And a few weeks ago... 
we were all kind of baffled by the matchup they had. But it's not as bad as the matchup. Jim Nance, Tony Romo, that is the number one CBS announcing crew. And they have the Cowboys-Jets game today. <laughs> could you think of a worse game? To, oh, I, I could. Redskins-Dolphins. Dolphins. I'm sorry. Right, that's for sure. But this would be like a, a close second. Right. Well, you, you put and, your and number one the team. team. Right. Yeah. So, I mean, if you're not doing anything at 425, it'll be on. I think I'll uh, watch baseball pregame over that game. If, yeah, if you want to take a nap, you might want to check it out. <laughs> now, Brenda, it, it, it seems in, in the year of 2019, you never go a week without something political to talk about. Oh, there, there's course. never a slow political week. And this week, locally, we saw the local uh, ex- uh, Erie County executive debate. Uh, and then tomorrow and Tuesday, those candidates will be in our studio. Mark Polencar's tomorrow, Lynn Dixon on Tuesday. Now, obviously, we want you to listen to those live. But if you miss any of it, that'll be replayed on Hardline next week. However... We want to know from you, Buffalo, uh, amongst other things, what questions would you ask if you had the opportunity to talk to current Erie County Executive Mark Polonkars or his opponent, Lynn Dixon, and where do you see the state of the Erie County executive race. I'm looking forward to uh, the debates and uh, more debates coming up, but I'm also looking forward to the way that we're doing it tomorrow and Tuesday, Joe, because it's an hour with each candidate. And as we've been promoting, there's no bells, there's no this or that, like you would typically find in a debate. So uh, a whole hour is a long time to be talking to one person, and we should be able to delve into uh, some of the real issues uh, in this race when Susan and Brian Take care of business tomorrow morning from 8 to 9, starting with current County Executive Mark Polencars. Then challenger Lynn Dixon comes in on Tuesday. Um, I watched the Channel 4 debate online yesterday. I didn't get a chance to see it the other night when it was on live. And I thought they were both respectful of each other, brought up some particular differences that they have. At the end, it got a little interesting, you know, a few fireworks at the end. uh, When Lynn Dixon said something about she wouldn't be writing a book about the bills and the lease and that kind of thing. Uh, indicating that it, it should be proprietary information. And I think one of the biggest issues continues to be the roads, Joe. You know, the roads, those are, it's not sexy issues, but it's issues that we deal with on a day-to-day basis. When you're driving around Erie County, there are plenty of roads that need attention. And Mark Polencars, um suggests that, you know, we had a very tough spring, a very wet spring, followed by you know, it was a, a pretty tough beginning to the summer, and the winter was harsh as well. Therefore, it was difficult to maintain the roads, and it took longer to get them fixed. Now, all of a sudden, you see a lot of roads being fixed. Is it uh, a function of the fact that it's a an election year? Yes. Uh, I, think, I think so, too, probably. You know, let's not be naive about it. Uh, what are some of the issues that you folks are looking at when it comes to the Erie County executive race? Uh, the other thing that came up was the Al Dershberger situation. Uh, and Mark Polencar has reiterated a couple of times how his office was, the way he handled that situation, um, he was, Al Dershberger is now in jail after being convicted of rape. He worked in the Polencar's administration and uh, certainly was a big blemish on his administration. But Polencar's and the way he handled uh, Dershberger's uh, dismissal 
uh, was found to be handled in the proper way by an independent authority who reviewed it. So those are tough issues. And I don't, you know, certainly blame Mark Polenkars for that. I think he took the appropriate action and there's no way he could have predicted that would happen. It's a shame that that happened. I feel horrible for the victim. And it seems like justice was served with Dershberger going to jail. Here's the thing about, uh, I want to go back to the debates for a second. And I want to ask you a question because I was listening to this stable genius uh, during the week. (laughs) And he had the question, are debates still relevant? And I want to know, you said you watched the Channel 4 debate. I watched it online yesterday. Would you prefer, now if you could only pick one way to select your candidates, what would you rather get the information from? A debate like that where you have quick answers or a conversation like what we're doing tomorrow or on the national scale uh, scale, like those CNN town halls? Oh, I think without a doubt, Joe, I'd rather do the, the conversation like we're doing tomorrow. And I don't say that because I work here. I just think it's um, an opportunity to delve into the issues more thoroughly. I think with debates, um, the candidates sometimes are more concerned with trying to to be, you know, one-upping their opponent. It's one-upsmanship instead of, like, thinking about the the actual issues and, and really giving thoughtful, intelligent answers. Um, and, and I don't envy them. It's got to be tough to be under the limelight like that, or in the spotlight, I should say, and try to cleverly come back with, uh, you know, a response or a retort when you're trying to remember and make sure you get your key points out. So I think it takes the pressure off with that one-upsmanship kind of deal when you're in a debate if you sit down and have a conversation. And that's why I'm really happy to hear that um, Paul and Cars and Dixon are coming in Monday and Tuesday, and they'll have time to sit down and really dive into some of the topics that are important to people who live in this county. So we want your questions, 803-0930, star 930 on a cell phone and uh, text board already lightened up. Shoot us a few texts, texts at 3930. Brenda mentioned the debate. Now, if you heard me on Thursday, you know where I'm going to go after this break. But I want to focus for a minute on Mark Polonkars' claim that he saved the Buffalo Bills. I want to get Brenda's reaction. We'll take your reaction as well. It is Hardline here on News Radio 930 WBEN. Welcome back to Hardline. Joe Beamer, Brenda Alacy with you. Till noon, when Meet the Press comes on with Chuck Todd and whoever he's got on to slam the president this week. Now, we are talking Erie County executive race heating up. Early voting goes into effect this year. So for those of you out there who, for some reason, can't find 10 minutes to go vote between 6 a.m. and 9 p.m., Well, now you have a few extra days. Uh, But, you know, that doesn't benefit one candidate or the other. Now, at 1130, Brenda, we will be talking about something else. Well, you you probably heard about um, at the University of Florida, Donald Trump Jr. and his girlfriend, Kimberly Guilfoyle, uh, spoke at the university, and a lot of people were protesting there. So I thought it would be kind of cool to get the perspective of a reporter who covered that. So at 1130, uh, Angela D. Michelle, who's with the Gainesville Sun newspaper, will join us to talk about uh, the rally and what the protests were like and what she saw uh, as she covered this event. It should be a pretty interesting conversation with uh, Angela D. Michelle at 1130. If you want to tune in or give us a call, or of course, you're always welcome to text in questions that we can ask Angela as well. But we'll head south and get the perspective of somebody who was actually on campus. What did you think about that, by the way? I'd, I'd be curious to know if people think 
it was wrong of the of Trump Jr. to speak there? Did he have every right to be there? Uh, it seemed like a lot of people were pretty upset. And some of the students maintained that they should not be using their student fees to bring in Trump Jr. Um, is that hypocritical? Because you only want to hear one side of the story. That's what I'd like to hear. And, and that's what it seems like talk on campus has gone. And, and you know, obviously, I'm, I'll probably be attacked from one side obvious uh, of the aisle. Uh, but it does seem colleges... And professors at colleges are more welcoming to liberal leaning, and they don't want to hear opposing opinion. And Brenda, I only graduated college less than 10 years ago, by the way, and it wasn't as bad as now. You know, I mean, now you've got people needing, uh, what do they call it, safe safe zones because yeah. someone went on <laughs> campus and wrote Trump 2016 yeah, in shock. I, I mean, it's gotten ridiculous. And, and we're getting to where now in colleges, and I know it's always been this way, but it seems they're more open where college professors, and I'm not saying all professors, but certain college professors want their opinion and they want to preach it to students who are still molding their minds. They're there to learn. They're not there to learn your opinion. They are there to learn and make their own opinion. But it seems a lot of these, and I'm not saying all, but a lot of these liberal universities, they just want to have, you know, Barack Obama, Bill Clinton, Hillary Clinton, Kamala Harris, you know, any of the people running for president on the left. Well, that's fine. Take our student fees. Take their student fees. But when someone like a Ben Shapiro uh, comes on campus or a Milo comes on campus, oh, they, you know, they protest, they set the town on fire. It, it, it's, it's really sad to see. And it's, by the way, coming from the same people who blame President Trump for the political discourse in America. You know, for me, Joe, going to college, I graduated in the 80s, and it's wonderful to go to school and learn new, th- learn new things, expand your horizons, and open your eyes to other cultures and ideas. But to think that you can only have one point of view um, is ridiculous to me. And so they have every right to protest, and I think that that is a learning experience in and of itself. But I think it's fair to say that, Colleges and professors are often liberal and they live in sort of this rarefied era where they have tenure and they, I think it's easy to sort of fall into that pattern without realizing that there are other points of view. And the best part to me about going to school is not just the curriculum that you're studying, obviously, but the experience of learning about other things and talking to different people. And I would want diversity. I consider myself a moderate. So I want to hear both sides. I want to hear about why you might be a a conservative or you might be a liberal. Um, And that, to me, is what these speakers should represent. Now, am I a big fan of Trump Jr.? Eh, You know, there's certain things that I find uh, troubling about him. The big game hunting really turns me off. But I do think that he'll run eventually. Um, He's got some charisma. He seems to be much more in the forefront than his brother, Eric, who seems to uh, take more of a behind-the-scenes approach. And Trump Jr. is out there. He's got a high-profile girlfriend, Kimberly Guilfoyle. As a matter of fact, Joe, uh, here's a little trivia question. Do you know who she was married to? Uh, Governor of California. Yeah, Gavin Newsom, who was clearly liberal. Yes. So interesting that she's now with Trump Jr. But they divorced, and uh, she's been on the circuit with him. And she, too, was in Gainesville for that uh, for that talk the other day. They both spoke. Obviously, she can handle herself in front of a crowd as well. She was on Fox for many years. So uh, in any case, my whole point is, 
when you go to school, you should be able to learn about all sides of an issue. Is there a bias? I think so, certainly. I think there's a liberal bias in many of the, especially the bigger name universities. Um, but, you know, I'd like to hear what you have to say, too, about that. We'll be talking, as I said, to Angela Michelle, a reporter from the Gainesville Sun at 1130 today. And people are still welcome to call and text in about the Erie County executive race as well. And it's, it's not just colleges. Now, I had some of the best teachers, and I, I know some of the, uh, currently, some, some great teachers. However... The bias starts in high school. I mean, you have high schools now. You can't wear a, a shirt with a picture of the president on it. Like in 2004, uh, I, I always tell the story. I'm sorry. In 2000, when George Bush was elected over Al Gore, we did a uh, class vote in uh, in our homeroom, and George Bush won. Surprise, surprise. Amherst in 2000, <laughs> and our teacher said George Bush has won this election. Hopefully. Adults are smarter in the real election. Oh. That's what she's in sixth grade. That's what the teacher said to her students. And I wouldn't point that out if it was a rarity. But as I went on in high school, I noticed little comments like that more and more. I will have to say, though, my government teacher and the only reason I knew where she was, where her bias was, was because we would have conversations after class, not in the classroom setting. But knowing where she stood, she taught her class very fairly. She knew where I stood, so she would always have me present. But And she knew the other person who was a very liberal in the class, and they would always let them. It, it was a very fair class, but it's just interesting that the government teacher, I didn't know her opinion without talking to her out of class, but my sixth grade homeroom teacher, we very, we, we very well knew where she stood. Again, in sixth grade, I just think it's inappropriate. Well, especially when you're 12 years old at that point, you can't really determine your, your thought process readily at the point. It's too early. Um, but if you're going to sort of develop your ideas and your philosophies of life, you should be able to see all sides and then make your own judgment. So uh, I'm with you on that one, Joe. I don't think they have the right or the duty. That's not the point of teaching is to impress people with their, you know, their sort of philosophy at that point. And again, I would have that opinion if it was someone pushing a conservative bias right. in schools. It, it, for it me, works it's, both ways. It's not the ideology. It's, it's the fact that you are supposed to be there to teach and instead you're teaching your opinion. Alan, I'm sorry. I went on a rant. I went over the news. So we will go to Alan Harris. He has all the time. Your calls on the Erie uh, County executive race, your calls on Trump Jr. and bias on college campuses. We'll take those two. 803-0930. More hardline after. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal. So why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. For this... I thought I timed it out better. There it is. We're back. 
Hardline. There's a classic Joe. Wow. This, uh, if you saw the Joker movie, this was at the end of it. It's on my list. I want to see that and the Downton Abbey movie. How's that for two diverse kind of interests, huh? <laughs> well, you know, it's funny because Hank was talking of uh, current you know, concerts coming up in the next month. And he said, uh, Chance the Rapper is coming up at the arena <laughs> and Air Supply. And the funny thing is, I want to see both, both of those right. shows. Well, it's nice to have diverse interests. Sort of what we were talking about with politics, right? I like to hear both sides of the uh, of the aisle, what they have to say. By the way, we were talking, too, just as sort of a side note here about this is uh, Local Restaurant Week, uh, the fall edition wrapping up today. And I mentioned I had been out a couple of times. Somebody asked, how often do I eat out uh, or eat in? And uh, I, my husband and I probably eat out more than we should because we're both pretty busy, putting a lot of hours at work like most people do. And so we have a tendency to eat out maybe two or three times a week, I'd say. Maybe I'd say on average, probably twice a week is reasonable. And uh, at home, it's me who cooks and he cleans up. It's kind of our arrangement. Um, my husband is good at making one thing, reservations, you know, the old joke. So he doesn't cook. Um, so, yeah, we eat out probably a couple times a week. But somebody texted in and said uh, for local restaurants, week they ate at kennedy's cove delicious steaks and the old orchard very good and beautiful setting is what sharon texted in thank you sharon i went to the old orchard um uh, went to a wedding there a few years ago what a beautiful setting it looked like you were in you know a whole sort of fairy tale setting just a lovely lovely area and good food too so if you've been to any really outstanding places for local restaurant week uh, feel free to text in 30930 give us a call if you want to talk some politics we're also talking about uh, how mark polencar's your county executive will be in tomorrow for a full hour from eight to nine on a new morning with susan rose and brian mazarowski and on tuesday his challenger lynn dixon will be in from 8 to 9 as well on Tuesday morning. And uh, following both of those conversations from 9 at 9 o'clock in for Sandy Beach will be myself. And if you'd like to comment on what you heard, I will be taking your calls uh, starting at 9 after both conversations. So a great way, I think, with a lot of momentum to start the week here at WBEN. Joe, have you ever racked up how many hours you've put in? <laughs> You're working at least six days a week and then filling in for Sandy. And again, another week, Sandy's still cavorting around Europe. Yes, still having fun. And as I've been saying, if you want to follow the adventures, it's real easy. On Facebook, Adventures with Sandy and Danny, and you'll feel like you're right on the trip with them. And when Sandy comes back the following Tuesday, you'll have the pictures to go with the stories. You know, the uh, pictures from Norway look absolutely beautiful. And I was looking at the other pictures in Bruges, Belgium. Belgium, And, it, you know, it really makes me want to go there. I've talked to other people who've been to Bruges, and I remember seeing the movie. Uh, it's the first time I had ever heard of Bruges, and Sandy and Danny and the crew are there, so can't wait to hear about it when he gets back. And I'm not just saying this because I'm on the air right now, uh, but when you like what you do, it doesn't feel like you work six days. Um, as someone who worked left BEN to go work retail, huge mistake, by the way, um, you, you, and you dread, like, oh my gosh, I got to go into work in an hour. When you dread that, five days feels like a week. Right. I work six days a week here. It, f- it feels like three days. That's the uh, that's the ideal situation to be in. You know, and I'm not just saying that because I know Tim's listening. I I really do mean, <laughs> uh, you know, when you like what you do, it, it doesn't feel like work at all. And yeah, to some of you, waking up at four in the morning probably doesn't sound ideal. But when you've been doing it for now three plus years, you, know, you kind of get used to it. 
And again, when you like what you're doing, it, it's almost noon. Brenda, it feels like I just walked in. You know, the nice thing too, Joe, you get out at noon. Certainly you get here early and it, it's a different way of life because you have to go to bed earlier. But it's nice, especially I would imagine in the spring and summer when the weather's decent to get out at noon and have the rest of the day ahead of you. Oh, especially a, a one o'clock Bison's game when the weather's beautiful. <laughs> downtown Buffalo has... Everyone's heard me say I love to be able to take in uh, downtown, especially the way it's been coming up the last few years. Oh, there's so many exciting things. We were down, like I mentioned before, we were down there on um, Thursday, I think it was, for local restaurant week and some other things going on downtown that we attended. And it's, there's nowhere to park. And it, to me, it's like an indication of how well the city is doing. It just There's a lot of activity, a lot of people both on foot and driving. Um, and it's really thriving and more to come. I mean, every time you turn around, there's some new crane in the air. And how long had it been since we had seen cranes in the air in Buffalo? Oh, that Ralph Wilson made a comment of that, if you remember, way back in the day. I do. Uh, when he went and said why he was doing the Toronto series, he said it was refreshing to go to a city and see cranes. I remember that distinctly, <laughs> Joe. I mean, and what a diss, right? Unfortunately, there was a lot of truth to that. Hey, by the way, we're asking your questions for for the county executive candidates. Uh, somebody texted in, Lynn Dixon should have had a weather chart from 2018 to compare to 2019 for road repair purposes, signed by Chris. Interesting, Joe. I think that issue will not go away anytime soon. And somebody else also texted in about the roads. Poland cars claims that all, uh, I think they meant county roads, suddenly unraveled. People actually believe that? Impossible. So, Anyways, Joe, you know, a lot of road, uh, as we mentioned before, it's not the sexiest of topics, but it's a practical issue that people are really concerned about as you drive around Erie County. It's not a sexy topic, and it is something that we talk about every spring. I, I bring it up, and I don't even live in Williamsville anymore, but I know the cayuga Worley intersection. I know if I, I know go you there that a lot right the now, Tim Hortons. yes, yeah. if I go there right now, Brenda, get my morning coffee. As soon as I get onto Worley, half that coffee will be in my lap if I'm holding the coffee. Uh, so it is something that we always mention. But it's funny that Mark Polencars has started to make this the issue of the election. Well, that and him uh, saving the bills. I mean, who are these Pagulas? Uh, but on the county roads, he's made it the topic. I think he wants people to just look at, look at these roads that I've repaired. But we all still drive every day on the miles of road that hasn't been touched in years you know and yes we have harsh winters and we use a lot of salt but so do other cities it's it's not a buffalo thing and we have for someone who drives a lot especially around new york state and uh pennsylvania and then down to virginia and believe it or not blacksburg virginia does get some harsh winters a few years ago they even got more snow than we did and guess what the roads aren't anything as bad is Erie County roads. So I understand that finally some roads are getting fixed and you want to illustrate that, but I just don't know if it's the most beneficial thing because, again, every spring, I know I think once a year Sandy does a show, all right, where are the awful roads in, in western New York and the phone lines are lit up longer than they were for where's the best pizza. <laughs> right. Yeah. Now, people have very strong opinions about those roads. I can tell you Maple Road is no pleasure to drive. I drive it at least twice a day in Amherst. And uh, you worry about the alignment of your tires, you know? I mean, Maple and Hopkins. Brutal. brutal. Maple and Hopkins is when I lived on Evans, which turns into Hopkins. Right. Uh, I would shoot down there to go to Maple and then get to work. And Maple and Hopkins 
Always. They would, they'd be repairing something, and you'd go, oh, look, they're finally going to fix a stretch of this. No, they were, like, fixing something else. <laughs> One of the other, I, I know what you're saying, Joe. One of the other topics that people are texting in about as well is the um, Medicaid issue. Uh, somebody said, good morning, B-team. I like that, Joe. We're the B-team. Almost 100% of Erie County property taxes pays for Medicaid. Most other states do not pass this cost onto the county. New York State does. So this is what the texter is saying. They're suggesting that the counties can't afford it. Think of what taxpayers could spend their money on instead of Medicaid. It's time for 62 county executives to say we can't afford to pay for Medicaid anymore. Let New York State and the feds split the cost. So talking the Erie County executive race, also talking bias college campuses, bias uh, schools, also conversations with your friends. Have you noticed a little too political? 803-0930. John in Rochester, you're up. Hey, Joe and Brenda. How you doing? Hey, John. Good, thanks. How are you? I'm doing good. Yeah, you, we're talking about your politics and college campuses and bias and whatever. I'll tell you, it's as you as you guys have been saying, it's been so prevalent. It's it's, it's almost shocking. And I'll, I'll take it a step further. Brenda, you were mentioning the liberals. You're a liberal. I'm a liberal. Joe's a liberal. We look at both sides of an argument. I really feel that way. And uh, I think what we're dealing with is the left. They're, they're not liberal. The, the true liberal is somebody that looks at both sides of an argument. And for somebody to uh, protest, uh, a dime junior in uh, Gilfoyle, uh, you know, that is not liberal. That's leftist. And that's, that really bugs me. But, but I got to, and you know what further bugs me is guys like, and ladies, guys and ladies in the media, like Chuck Todd, he is outrageously biased. It's unbelievable that this guy's supposed to be a journalist. It's, it's, he's not a journalist. Yeah, and you know what, John? That's a great point. And I, I hate when people attack Tucker Carlson or Sean Hannity on Fox News. They're not journalists, and they don't pretend to be journalists. They are opinion programming. Chuck Todd hosts Meet the Press, and then during the week, a show called Meet the Press Daily, where he advertises himself as a journalist. That's where people get upset. If you want to go on TV and, and be a, a liberal advocate, that's fine, but don't tell us you're a journalist, and I am still shocked by the number of Republicans that'll still go on Meet the Press because they know it's just going to be a shouting match with Chuck Todd. And I got, I got to tell you, uh, on the other side of it, Rachel Maddow, she does not call herself a journalist, I don't believe. I think she's an opinion host. That's right. Absolutely. And so is Lawrence O'Donnell and um, the other person whose Chris name? Hayes. Chris Hayes. But they, te- they, they advertise themselves. As this is not journalism, this is opinion programming. And I think that's exactly where people get upset with CNN, because Anderson Cooper is still trying to tell us he's a journalist. Chris Cuomo is still trying to tell us he's a journalist. Just say, hey, our news stopped at 6 o'clock, and starting with Aaron Burnett, this is opinion programming. And then, you know what, I don't think people would be as upset. You know, with, with the way Meet the Press has changed, it makes me miss Tim Russert all the more. I don't know if you guys feel that way, but I certainly miss Tim Russert. I thought he was fair to both sides. He was tough on both sides. He, to me, was the epitome of a good host. I never knew where Tim Russert stood politically. That's right. Oh, that's how good he was. He, I, I didn't know. I, I guess he was a Democrat. I, I never knew that. I used to be a Democrat, and I voted for Jimmy Carter twice. I, but but Reagan turned me around. But that's another story. The on the polling cards thing. Uh, you know. Uh, 
pulling carts. I did not read his book about saving the bills and all that stuff. But the, the people that saved the bills were the Pagulas. Exactly. The ironic part about it is the Pagulas made their money in fracking, which pulling carts and his cohorts in Albany and uh, Democrats in D.C. are against fracking. So it's ironic that the people that saved the bills paid for uh, the bills with uh, with fracking money. And, and ironically, also, if Donald Trump would have won the uh, bid for the bills, he probably wouldn't have run for president. How do you like that? That's true. It seems like there's always a Buffalo connection, right? That's, <laughs> that's right. But, but uh, another thing that bothers me about Paul Carson, Paul Carson is a very smart guy. I, I admire him in a lot of ways. Uh, but one of the things that bothers me about him is the big picture on immigration. He seems to have a lot of sympathies for illegal immigrants and doesn't recognize the danger, I think, of sanctuary cities. We have people, I just saw uh, some statistics, since 2010, uh, one million people have left the state of New York. And most of those one million people were people that had good retirement packages or, or, or productive people that had a lot of assets. And we're having an influx of low-income people. And what bothers me about that is uh, they're not productive in a, in a lot of cases, and they're very expensive to, to, our, to our budgets. Caesar, it, Caesar Chavez, who was the founder of the uh, United Farm Workers in California back in the 50s, uh, he, he was a uh, radical uh, uh, labor guy, but he recognized the fact that you have to protect your borders. In fact, he used to form vigilante groups to help the authorities, the Eisenhower administration, to uh, beat back the uh, influx of illegal immigrants because he realized this hurts the American laborer, especially low-income laborers in America. And the more influx of low-income people they have in this country that aren't, they can't carry themselves, that brings down the wages of working American citizens. And that's what bothers me about polling cards on a large scale. He doesn't seem to recognize that, and, uh, that, and, and that's kind of the platform of the Democratic Party. And, that, and that's why I think, uh, I hope Lynn Dixon wins. Well, John, you brought up a great point. Uh, the chart that he put out, if ICE comes to your door, I really hope he is asked about that tomorrow. I imagine he will be. John, thank you for the call. Always a good call here on Hardline, 803-0930. If you're calling in and you hear just the station in the background, don't worry. We will screen your call, usually during a break, but you will get screened and get on the air. 803-0930. We are talking the Erie County executive race. What questions would you ask the candidates? And where do you see the race right now? What's the state of the race? Also, bias on campuses. We saw what happened with Donald Trump Jr. We will have a reporter from the Gainesville Gainesville Sun. Mm -hmm. The Gainesville Sun. Angela D. Michelle co right. uh, covered the story, Joe, and she'll join us at 1130 today. Right after the 1130 news. We'll take your calls on that. It is Joe Beamer, Brenda Alacy with Hardline. More after this break in a check of news on News Radio 930 WBEN. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. 
Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply.